Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Twenty-two. Preach and to him, and besought him to touch. Thank God for people who bring people to Christ. Hallelujah. I said, thank God for people who bring people to Christ. Hallelujah. And they begged him to touch. Hallelujah. Yes, all those who are sitting there, you come and stand here. Sorry, my preaching, yes. They begged him to touch. Let me tell you something. There is a touch and there is a touch. I said, there is a touch and there is a touch. They besought him to touch him. Just touch him. They brought him and said, please touch him. Because there is a touch. And there is a touch. Hallelujah. All touches are not the same. Some of your mind is going somewhere. (laughs) Some of your mind is traveling. But we are in church. There's some touch when it touches you. And some touch when it touches you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Then be certain to touch. Hallelujah. Because not all touches are the same. Amen. Yeah. And don't ever get tired of being touched by the anointed hands. Is somebody hearing me? Don't ever be wary of being touched by an anointed hand because not all hands are the same. The Bible says, let no the Bible says, don't be hasty to lay let to lay hands on everyone. It's not everybody who you should allow to lay their hands on you. Are you hearing me? All touches are not the same. I don't allow people to lay their hands on me by heart. No. Amen. Amen. You don't even know the spirit the person is carrying and he's laying hands on you. No, no. No. All touches are not the same. Hallelujah. So those of us who are used to, oh, touch me, touch No, no, no. Be careful who lays hands on you. Amen. And you also should not go laying hands on people where you don't know what they are carrying. You don't know what you are imparting upon yourself. They have to him to touch him. Because they know. Hallelujah. There's a touch and there's a touch. Some hands need to be laid on you. Some hands need to stay away from you. Amen. Yeah. Be certain to touch him. Let's continue reading. And he took the blind man by the hand. I think I shared this with you. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. They brought the guy to touch him. Who was blind? Who was blind? They brought him to touch him. And instead of touching him, he held his hand and took him out of town. The question is, why didn't he touch him there? But has to take him out of town. 
This service is a prophetic service. Expect a prophetic encounter. Why didn't they touch him there? But has to take him out of town. In other words, what the, see, in other words, the guy was blind. He has been in that same area. He knows the same environment. You know, blind people are very smart at the point they develop other senses. You know, after you people have developed, developed other senses, so they, they, he probably knows that look, if I take one, two, three, four, I'll be at the kitchen. Turn right, five, six, seven, eight. At the toilet. Turn left. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. In the living room. After what? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because they develop other senses. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody hear me. It's a prophet for somebody. Listen. He took him out of town because when you sometimes for you to experience a miracle, you need to be out of your familiar environment. Sometimes the reason why you are not experiencing a certain breakthrough and a certain miracle is because you are too familiar. You have become too comfortable. The reason for your lack of breakthrough and supernatural anointing, supernatural blessing, is you have become too familiar. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. Some of us, some of us, some of us have become too familiar in our difficulties. You have adjusted. You have settled. You have become too familiar in your difficulties. You have made adjustments. And because of that adjustment, you are not ready for a deliverance or breakthrough. So you need to be taken out of town. Hallelujah. You are so comfortable. You know, I didn't know. Uh, one time we were talking about work shifts. We used to work 12 hour shifts. So let's try 8 hour shifts. So why 12? Why 8? Why 12? Why 8? Then one of our uh, consultants said, Look, he said 12 hour shift and 8 hour shift is like living with hemoglobin 8 and hemoglobin 12. I'll break it down. As students. You see, when you have a hemoglobin is your blood, hemoglobin is blood, okay? When you have a, you, you, can, you can live, with, when your hemoglobin is 8, you can live with the hemoglobin 8. You have adjusted to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You think it's normal. But the day you get transfused, to hemoglobin 12, then you can see that ah, all along there were certain things that you couldn't do that you have accepted. Because the reason, because your hemoglobin was 8, that is why you couldn't run. And you have accepted, oh, this is how I run. But the day you get to hemoglobin 12, so actually I can run faster. Actually I can do this. I have a lot more energy. But because you like it, you have adjusted to it. Some of you need some spiritual blood transfusion. Because you see, you have adjusted to your environment, your situation. You think that it's okay, it's okay. You think that it's okay to be in debt all the time. It's okay to have this issue. It's okay to have this issue. You have adjusted to it. You have adjusted to it. 
You will even know that life can be better. There was a sister who was in a relationship. And then the brother left her. And her heart was broken. And she cried. And she felt so sad. Until one day, another brother said, Sister, me and you, can we be like this? Like this. And the sister said, So, after that, when they entered the relationship, the sister called her pastor and said, Hey, Reverend, I didn't know that relationship can be nice like this. Because he didn't know that. He said, I didn't know that all these things are in a relationship. He calls me, he sends me cards, we go for dinner, we go for movies. Because the first one was not doing that, and she thought that was okay. What she didn't know now that there's something better. He didn't know there's a difference between relationship. What he didn't what he didn't know the first one was a bush boy. <laughs> he was a completely bush boy. He didn't, he didn't know that there's something called restaurants, birthday cards, there's something called he was a bush boy until he met this gentleman who knew that this is how a relationship should be. He said, Reverend, I didn't know that all oh, these are part of a relationship. He didn't know. You can you what I'm trying to say, you can get used to an abnormal situation. You can actually get used to it. You can get used to living as a second class citizen. But you shall not be. I said you shall not be. I said you shall not be. I speak probably you shall not be. You didn't know that you can own a business. You didn't know you can hire people. You didn't know that white people can work for you. I speak to you. So he had to take him out of his familiar environment. You didn't know. He said, Reverend. I didn't know that this is all part of relationship. That in a relationship, he has to buy you cards. He has to pick you up. He has to take you to movies. Because the first one was the bush boy. It was like night and day. So he took him out. And the Bible said out of town. And when he had spat on his eyes. And he put his hand upon him. He asked him if he saw aught. He asked him. Do you see? He asked him if he saw aught. Can you see? Hallelujah. Amen. And what did the guy say? And he looked up and said. I see men as trees walking. I can see. But I see men as trees walking. Hallelujah. Let's continue. 
after that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. The Bible says when he took him out of town, he touched him and said, what did you see? The man said, I see men as trees. I see men as trees. It's okay. He touched him again. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Don't you think Jesus could have healed the guy with the first touch? He called Lazarus out of the grave. He didn't even touch Lazarus. And he came. Don't you think that Jesus could have healed the man with the first touch? Are we saying that Jesus' power was not strong enough that he had to touch the guy twice? Begin to think about the scriptures. Are we saying that Jesus is not that powerful that he need to touch the guy twice? Somebody who can call a dead from the grave without touching? Hallelujah. So my sister, I'm preaching to you today. The problem was not that Jesus could not heal the guy at one touch, but Jesus was teaching you and I a lesson that listen to me, he was testing that sometimes it is not if something is not good enough, don't say it is okay. Wow. It's a word. Touch again. Do it again. Stop saying that it, you see the guy was said, Well, I was blind, but now I see it, so I'll take it like that. No! Don't take it like that. Jesus was trying to tell the guy that you don't have to take it like that. You must go for the best. Go for the best. Stop saying I take it like that. Don't take it like that. A lot of us are used to let me take it like that. It was not. It was the, the whole purpose. Jesus was teaching us a lesson that yes, you are grateful. Now you can see a little bit, but don't take it like that. Stop taking it like that. If something is not working, be honest and say yes, it has improved, but it's not the best. So I'm still looking for the best. I'm not saying don't be grateful with a little thing, but don't settle for it. Used to, you are too much used to sticking mediocrity. I'm preaching to you. It was not because Jesus could not heal him one touch. But he was proof. You see, let me tell you something. All, it's a short message. All that we have to learn from this scripture is that one, Jesus was testing the guy's honesty. Let me tell you something. You have to be honest with yourself. If something is not okay, don't say it's okay. I'm preaching. Rather than preaching. Stop saying it's okay. It is not okay. That's all. Don't say it's okay. Don't say the job is okay. It's not. You are grateful to it, Father. It's not okay. Don't say the relationship is okay. You understand? It's not okay. Don't say that the marriage is okay. It's not. You are grateful, but it's not okay. Why do I say, see, Jesus did not get angry at the guy 
Some of us will say, no, if you say it's not okay, you are being ungrateful. And he was not angry at the guy. He was not angry. He didn't say, ungrateful guy, after you, look at, and, and you, you are not grateful. You are still saying, you see me like trees, you are mouth like trees. He didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say, you are mouth like trees. Hallelujah. Don't say the grapes are okay. The grapes are not okay. Oh, this okay. This is not okay. That's a better place. Yes, you have moved from F to D. That's fine, but it's not okay. I see men like trees. I see men like trees. Some husbands are like Joseph. Every time it's okay. No, there comes a time you must say, I will not accept this, honey. I will not accept it. Go up your game a little bit. This is, I will not accept this. I'm good. I'm good. I said you will be able to say that you are to me sweetheart up your game a little bit I will not accept this up your game up your game come up a little bit we will not accept this every day I'm going to cross you up your game up your game <laughs> this yes I'm grateful that you are cooking but that's not a, well, well you must be grateful someone they don't cook at all fine you cook okay but still up your game <laughs> I'm preaching I said up your game hallelujah are you hearing me yes stop saying that well, 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 well. Hey, you should be grateful. Some wife, they don't cook at all. You are cook for you. Yes, I'm not saying. It's, it's like men like trees. But I want to see clearly. Yes, the banku is like men like trees. I want to... <laughs> I'm preaching. I said the banku is like men like trees. I want to see clearly. I want to see clearly. I want to see clearly. It's just like men like trees. Can you please up your game? Can I get some spring rolls? Can I get some macaroni and cheese? Get up your game, up your game! There are children here, so I won't say certain things. I say, yes, yes, up your game. Yeah. You are lucky. Some men don't even have sex at all. You, I know, but please, up your game. Change your style. Up your game! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Remember, I was waiting for the day to end. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Are you? You don't even remember. <laughs> Listen, I see men like this. Today, I prophesy to you. May you see clearly. May may you refuse to accept men like trees. I say, in your relationship, no men like trees. In your health, no men like trees. In your job, no men like trees. May you see clearly. He brought him. Listen to me, church. And he touched him again. Ha. Huh. Kalima Sandaria. Listen to listen to me. I've heard people say, I've heard people say he's the God of a second chance. I have heard people say he's the God of a second chance. Listen to me. I don't believe he's the God of a second chance. No. I don't believe it. He's not a God of a second chance. He's not a God of a third chance. He's not a God of a fourth chance. No. 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 Let me tell you something. As long as you are alive, as long as you are living, you have a chance. So don't give up after your first attempt. He's not the God of a second chance. His power is as long as you live. So if you try something and you do it, don't say that I am done. Try it again. You may never know. I came to challenge somebody. Your time is not past. He is not a God of a second chance. He is not only a God of a third chance. As long as you live, as long as you have faith, that career can start again. That job can start again. Relationship can start again. Amen. Why do you limit him as a second chance? I've heard many preachers say he's the God of a he's not the God of a second chance, he's more than a second chance. Amen. The, do you read, did, did you read the account of Elijah? The Bible said that there was no rain. When Elijah went up to Mount Carmel and Elijah sat down, the Bible says, and he put his head between his head like this and began to pray for rain. And the Bible says he sent a servant 
Go and see whether there be rain. And the servant went there. And when he went there, he, there was no rain. He saw nothing. So he came back. He said, I see nothing. And he later continued to pray. And he sent him the second time. And he said, what do you see? He said, I see nothing. He sent him a third time. What do you see? I see nothing. The first one did not work. The second one did not work. The third one did not work. But that's not the end of it. Many of us, by the third time we say, where is it? This is it. This is the end of this course. You fail the exam once, you fail it twice. It does not mean I should quit. For something that is something that you don't want. He said, What do you see? He went there the fourth time. There's no rain. If it's a God of a second chance, why is he going the fourth time? Then he went for the fifth time. And when he went, he said, I still see nothing. Five times. Five times. relationship it didn't work. Don't worry. Try a second one. Don't worry. Try a third one. Don't worry. Try a fourth one. Because your aim is to get married. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter how many times you try. By all means, keep trying. He's the God of a multiple chances. I'm preaching to you. What do you want? What is your aim? So the Bible says he came back seventh time when he came he said "What did, many of us would have stopped at the third time fourth time second time I am tired I've tried it twice hey let me tell you something as long as there's life there is hope hallelujah so the Bible says he came, we went the sixth, the seventh time. And when he came, he said, What do you see? He says, I see a cloud like the face of a man. I am expecting mighty rainfall. But what I see is a cloud like the face of a man. Hey, listen to me. Don't, li don't limit the greatness of the miracle by the size of the cloud. I see a cloud like the fist of a man. Yeah. The fact that something is small does not mean it's not powerful. Yeah, it's a good place to clap. But I tell you, don't limit the power of God. Look. The content of a bag 
is not determined by the size. Hmm. Ben, what's your bag? You see, big, heavy. If you don't mind, what's your bag? Very small. But I tell you, the content between here and here is like day and night. So if you get food and deceive, that oh, it's a small bag, it's something small, you are not being wise enough. It does not depend on the size, it depends on what is inside. So the breakthrough may be a small job, a beginning, a small person, a small man. So I don't like it, but you have no idea the content in it. idea what it contains. The brother, oh, oh, thank you. You have not that brother that you despise. Oh, he's from Asher with his pants falling down, his ties on this corner. He walks like this, so you don't mind him. You have no idea the potential, the power. That's the future CEO. That's the future radio minister. That's a pastor. That's a doctor. Right there, but you can see. <laughs> I said you can see. You are looking for this husky macho. of a man. So you despise it. But let me tell you something. Elijah said, run! Because what you are seeing, even though it looks small. You see, you went for the big and the mighty and it was empty. So next time, please, I beg you. <laughs> I speak prophetically. He's not a God of more multiple chances. May he open your eyes to see the right thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Listen. I conclude. 
as long as there's life. See, today, so today, take away the myth that he's a God of a second chance. He's not a God of a second chance. He's a God of many chances so long as you are alive. Yeah. Hallelujah. As long as you live. As long as you live. And by the way, by the way, what you call dead is not dead. Hallelujah. You think it's dead, it's not dead. This morning, or rather this afternoon, I came to jumpstart somebody's career. I said, I came to jumpstart somebody's career. I came to jumpstart somebody's marriage. I came to jumpstart somebody's health. The Bible says, and Elizabeth was pregnant. And then when Mary visited Elizabeth, the baby, when, when she greeted Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, who up to that point had not kicked, started to kick. Elizabeth suddenly felt a kick. He had never felt a kick. But when Mary came with the anointing in her womb, Elizabeth felt a kick. Listen to me carefully. The vision is not dead. The career is not dead. The relationship is not dead. Do you know what? I came to tell you that what you call a broken car that is not moving is not a broken car. It is only a battery that is dead. What you need is to jump start and the car will move again. I said, what do you think? You say the car is dead. The car is not dead. The car is not spoiled. It's only the battery. It's only the battery. It's only the battery. All that you need is a jump cable connected to another powerful battery and it will start again. And this afternoon I came as an anointing as a joint cable to jump start that career again. To jump start that vision again. To jump start that marriage again. It is not dead. Don't give up. It will live again. The dream will live again. The vision will live again. I came to jump start it. Do you believe in the anointing? I said, do you believe in the anointing? I said, do you believe in the anointing? There's a power that can jump start it. Many of us have called it dead. You see? Especially most, I mean, not, not all, but most women, like my wife. When the car does not start, the car is not working, the car is dead. And I come and say, it's not the car. That's also you, right? It's not moving. When I come, I say it's not the car. It's not the car. It's not the car. It is only a dead battery. All that you need is to jumpstart again. Some of you came here to jumpstart your career. It's not dead at all. 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 I say it's not dead. There's a cable to jumpstart it again. Hallelujah. That is why I don't buy that he's the God of a second chance. Amen. 
is not dead. Why have you given up? Why do you think it's over? Why are you allowing people to tell you it's over? Or you yourself are telling yourself it's over. Let me tell you something. By the fifth time, there was nothing. But he went again. I came to challenge your faith. That there's a God in heaven. Who rules? Who reigns? Who calls those things that be not as if they are? So I see no reason why once you can breathe and you can eat and you can drink, you have given up. Yeah. Yeah. I see men like trees. I can't see clearly. I won't accept it. Let me tell you something. I don't care how old you are. You can marry again. I say I don't care. You can be 56. You can still you get a man who loves you. If only you want to marry. The vision is not dead. I don't care how many times you have tried it again. There is a power that can jumpstart that career. It's not dead. It's only a dead battery. The car is not spoiled. It is only a dead battery. With the right jump cable, you'll start again. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, I see men like trees. I see men like trees. I see men like trees. He said, no, go again. It was not because Jesus was limited. Jesus was testing the guy to see. Go again. Why do you give up? Why do you say it's over? That marriage is not over. That marriage is not over. Yes, there's anger, there's problem, there's a quarrel. It's not over. It's only a dead battery. You can jumpstart it again. Yeah. That child is not over. Let me tell you something. Who has the final say? I said, who has the final say? I said, who has the final say? I said, who has the final say? Yes. If God says it's not, if God says it's not over, no man can tell it's over. And, and the God that I know, he's not a God of a second chance. He's not a God of a third chance. He's the God of as long as you are alive, he will do a miracle. To believe the Bible, you have to believe the Bible. He's the God who made Elizabeth or Sarah, though her womb was dead, have a child. How do you say it's over? Why do you say it's over? Why do you say it's over? Who has the final say? Listen to me. Who has the final say? Who has the final say? Who has the final authority? Why are you accepting? Sometimes you accept your own self and give up. And I prophesy to you. May self die and may Christ rise up in you. The Bible says Christ in you, your hope of glory. I say Christ in you, your hope of glory. I say Christ in you, your hope of glory. 
This afternoon, there's an anointing here. To jump start. I said to jump start. I said to jump start. I said to jump start. Yes. The engine will run again. The career will run again. The marriage will run again. The job will run again. Even your health, it will run again. Who has the final say? Jehovah. Stand up to your feet. Ask your neighbor, who has the final say? What did they say? Give me that song. Who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. I say, who has the final say? Jehovah. I say, who has the final say? Jehovah. I say, who has the final say? Come on. Jehovah. I say, who has the final say? Ask your neighbor, who has the final say? Encounter. He has the final say. 
He has the final say. Amen. I say he has the final say. Amen. He's not a second chance. He's not a third chance. He's not a fifth chance. He's as long as you live. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. Though, though, though you're dead, my shandali about you shall live again. Masaka tandali ababa, mekandali ababa. He that believeth in me will live. He that believeth in me will live. He that believeth in me will live and not die. Masaka tandali ababa. Thank you. Hold your neighbor's hands, Father. We hold our hands in agreement. We speak to the vision. We speak to the vision. It's not dead. It's not dead. It's not dead. It will live again. 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 Whatever the vision is, whether it is career, marriage, health, relationship, children, we speak to that vision. It will live again in the name of Jesus. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible said, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Don't be afraid. You may have heard it several times, but take a decision today. You want to be a Christian. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. What shall it profit a man if he gains the world and loses his soul? It is appointed that a man wants to die and after that judgment. This afternoon, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. Without Christ, there's no hope. There's no hope. I'm telling you, without Christ, there's no hope. So whether you came by yourself or somebody invited you, once I was a sinner and I gave my life to Christ and my life has not been the same, I am sure of eternity. And I want you to be sure of eternity also. I want you to be 100% sure. That is why I will not sit down without you giving your life to Christ I'm not talking about joining a church I'm talking about becoming a Christian you, if you are here this afternoon and you are not sure of your relationship with Jesus Christ Jesus said if you confess me before the world I will confess you before my father but if you deny me I will also deny you so with every head bowed and every eye closed there is room at the cross for you please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you to me this is the most important part of the service don't make a mistake my dear sister see your hand God bless you God bless you 
Lift it up higher so that I can be sure. Oh, I see it. Yep, I see another hand. God bless you so much. It's not a big look. This is the most important decision. Don't joke with it again. And also, I see those hands over there. Please, I know you are serious. You are not ashamed of Jesus Christ. So walk forward. I'll get you. Walk. Come, come. Please help them to come. Don't be ashamed at all. No, no, it's not a joke at all. There is I'm telling you, it's not a joke. God bless you. Come, come, joke. It's not a joke. No, no, don't be shy. Please come. Please come. Don't be shy at all. This is salvation. This is salvation. God will save you. You are taking the right decision at the right time. to respond heavenly father this afternoon i stand before you as a sinner have mercy on me save me not jesus i want to be your favorite child i want to be your favorite child thank you for saving me satan from this moment i don't know you i don't belong to you I'm not your child. I am a favorite child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. What a good decision. What's your name again, my dear sister? Lorraine. Best decision for your life. Huh? Martha. Mary and Martha. Best decision. There are two important decisions to take in your life. One is to give your life to Christ and to who to marry. Since you have taken a good decision, you also take a good decision on the second one too. Amen. God bless you. After church, I would like to meet you again. Okay? God bless you. Wow. Give him a book. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.